This is Steve Dale on WGN Radio. It is 1.36. He is so old, Paul Lisnick, I'm talking about from WGN-TV, that his idea of a DIY project is to or was to clear rocks from the cave he lived in all those years ago. Uh, well, so here's what happened. Uh, first of all, hello to uh, Paul. Hi, Paul. I'm surprised you got up because I know that, uh, you know, we, we spent New Year's Eve together and you told the uh, tour you needed to be in bed by 10. I didn't say that at all. It was 10 the next day. That's what you mean. <laughs> and John Manchester's on the phone with us. That's Candyman from Windy City Suites. Hello, John. Hello, Steve. Hello, Paul. How's everybody doing today? Oh, uh, well, Happy New Hello, Year. Hello, John. And I, I hope you have not been bribed this year, John, the way he bribed you last year and rigged everything. All right. Let me explain what the old guy is talking about here. So <laughs> during the pandemic, at the height of the pandemic, Paul lives one way. I live another <laughs> way from Windy City very, Suites. Very, that's very true. Yeah. And we would meet there. <laughs> and I chose an ice cream every time I would go. I'd say, I want that ice cream. It was banana, marshmallow, something, John? It was uh, banana pudding. Banana pudding, you called it, and it had marshmallows. It was so exciting, delectable, the best ice cream anyone has ever had anywhere. And, And you named the ice cream after me because I was so excited about it. And then in comes Paul the next day saying, why does he have an ice cream name for him? I want one, too. So you said, okay, and it was peppermint. And then we had a competition. Would peppermint Paul sell more or the better banana ice cream sell more? Nothing wrong with the peppermint. But, of course, I won the competition. Anti-Cruelty Society benefited by the whole thing as well. As frankly, at that point in time, especially calling attention to a small business because everyone was having difficulty at the height of the pandemic. So we thought a few months ago, let's do it again. And I chose apple pie, mom's perfect ice cream, the ice cream that is good for you. It has real chunks of apple in it. Is that correct, John? That is correct. It actually has chunks of uh, apple pie mixed in with an apple ice cream. I thought you told me I thought it has chunks of mom in there. What's he talking about? It's made with real moms. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's made by real moms, and it's a wonderful <laughs> ice cream as opposed... What 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 is uh, Paul's ice cream, John, of choice? Paul's was the Perfect Pothole. Paul's Perfect Pothole, which was a dark chocolate uh, ice cream with ribbons of, like, asphalt fudge in it. <laughs> which describes Paul a great deal. So it's all Chicago, Steve. This is as Chicago as Chicago gets when you have Chicago pothole ice cream. Yeah, it is. It is Chicago that I that I I would absolutely agree with. So, uh, in fact, last week you fell into a pothole, and luckily you were wearing <laughs> one of those things around your neck. I fell. I can't get up. So they found you. So here is John Manchester, Windy City Suites. It is now up to you. The pressure is on your shoulders. I know your your incredible staff was keeping careful track, careful track. And because of last year's debacle, only called a debacle because Paul, because he lost. Because it was rigged. Yeah, that's what he says, right? He can't, he can't be a, a, you know, a, a loser with dignity and said he has to say. So this year, uh, John, the vote tally was done by an independent party, correct? That, that is correct. I, we sent the information to my mother, who <laughs> is very fond of, of both of you, because unlike me, my name's John Michael, her other son that she named, 
is Paul Stephen. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I did not know that till now. All right. So clearly yes, your, your mother was telling me all about that last night when I spent New Year's Eve with her. Well, that's the problem. So hopefully Paul did not d- determine where your mom lives and what her phone number is, because otherwise I'm in big trouble. So, John, it is on you now to officially announce the winner. And before you do, before you do, Paul, explain where proceeds go. Well, if I win, uh, then the proceeds will go to the Anti-Cruelty Society, so near and important to our heart. And my understanding is if you win, uh, you're having a new pair of dentures made, and they will go go to pay so that you can not just eat the jello that you're forced to eat all the time, but can now upgrade to matzo ball soup. So, you know, I'm not saying they're not both worthy causes, but anti-cruelty is certainly more deserving than your dentures. I would agree with that. Anti-cruelty is more deserving. So, John, ignoring everything that guy on the radio just said, who is the official winner? Which ice cream sold more? The delectable, friendly, and healthy mom's apple pie, or I fell into the gutter and can't get up? And remember, John, if you don't tell the truth, it is a federal offense and the Department of Justice will be notified. <laughs> uh, that puts a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> uh, well, here, we are also, Windy City Suites is also contributing a dollar for every pint that uh, was sold. There was 101 pints, 53 to 48. So we will donate $101 to also the Anti-Cruelty Society. And this year's winner is... Paul's perfect pothole. Yes, I that's can't the believe truth. that. That was so Chicago because you you have ice cream, Steve. You picked an old fashioned moldy ice cream made out of people's moms. It's just <laughs> not appropriate. All right. Speaking of inappropriate, uh, <laughs> I, I should let you go, but I do want to talk about politics with you. And there's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about the Safety Act. I want to talk about the politics of weather. I believe that the mayor in Buffalo, New York, may not survive the storm. So even people who did, that's wonderful. The mayor there may not. Because I won, you're moving right on now. We're not going to have a moment of celebration from John saying how, you know, you're just moving right on in the topic because you just lost big time. John, do you have any comments to make? I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, Happy New Year to you both. And, again, thanks for the community, the Chicago community, um, for support, supporting us. Uh, this year, uh, 2023, we'll, we'll have been in business for 40 years. Wow. So uh, we're at 3308 North Broadway in the Lakeview area. And, again, thank you very much, both of you, and I wish you both a happy and healthy, uh, safe New Year. And, to, and by the way, Steve gave me a gift for the holidays last night as we were together, and it was still a box filled of your homemade s'mores, John, my favorite thing in the world. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed them. I'm a little disappointed. I thought I was his favorite thing in the world, but that's the way it goes. <laughs> John Manchester, thank you so much for tolerating uh, Paul, and I suppose <laughs> me too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day now. Thanks, Happy guys. New Year, John. Thank you. That place is great, Paul, right? 
We it, it, oh, you know what? And you and I, the truth is we meet. The reason this happens is because we, we often meet there uh, just to have some ice cream, bring the dogs. He's as friendly as he can be to everybody. And so many of the chocolate items are made there, which, I mean, the s'mores are like warm, fresh out of the oven. They're really, really good. It's really good. Yeah, he makes his own fudge, too, which is like... Yeah. How do you do yeah. that? Really I, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right, we'll talk politics when we come back with Paul sure. Lisnick. You interrupted me. We'll talk <laughs> politics when we come back with Paul Lisnick right here on Now It's Your Q. Oh, 720 WGN, Steve Dale's Other World. Very, very nice, sir. Well, he is the political analyst at uh, Channel 9, WGN Television. Paul Lisnick is still here. Oh, well. Uh, but uh, I, w- I do want to talk, Paul, about the Illinois Safety Act. So sure. during the campaign, this was a big issue. And frankly, no one understood what the issue was. It was controversial, but I don't think most people understand. So I had you on the radio explaining it. I think you did OK at explaining it. But you must know that all these listeners were texting me. I don't understand it still. So it's a very confusing thing. The public impression may not be what it is, or maybe it is exactly what it is. State's attorneys all over the state said, I don't know about this. I worry about this. And I'll let you pick it up from there as to what recently happened. Sure. So one brief sentence of history, Steve, which is a lot of people think the Safety Act is strictly about this no cash bail provision, that that is the Safety Act. But there is a lot more to it. There's 700 pages of the Safety Act, and they've made additional changes. So part of what the confusion is, and by the way, even a lot of lawmakers, candidly, I think are are somewhat confused by some of the provisions, the bottom line is much of the Safety Act has been law for quite a while. Um, So really, the focus has always been about this no cash bail provision, which basically says that, um, well, that's that's a question too. what it actually means. But and that's why the courts have come back in. But the bottom line to it was in in Illinois, you would not have to post cash bail. The theory being that a rich people can always get out of jail. But poor people who are arrested on, you know, maybe not serious crimes, they can't get out of jail and they're stuck in, in the, you know, their, their cell for months and months because they can't afford to get out. That was the theory behind no cash bail. And, and one, it passed. Yes, it did pass. And at one point in time, it was thought, and maybe uh, the Safety Act actually changed because it did have several iterations. But at one point in time, if someone is on your property and you call the police then they can't arrest someone for trespassing. Uh, but that is, was either misunderstood or has been changed, correct? It's been clarified. that They were back in what's called the veto session in November, and they passed a whole bunch of changes to it. The thing about the veto session is they needed more than just a majority to pass the provisions, but they did get a lot of stuff done. So, yeah, there was some questions. I mean, many Democrats were just saying, no, no, that it, basically Democrats are saying the provision is not what the Republicans say it is anyway, and the Republicans say, oh, yes, it is. And on my own show on WGN-TV, I, I had different politicians saying different things. But here's where it is now, because I think this is what matters for people. What was supposed to happen today, New Year's Day, is that Cash bail was to go away in the state of Illinois, and now everybody who's in prison or gets arrested will have a, a judge make a determination as to whether they are a flight risk uh, or, or they're other or they're danger to society, whether there is a reason that they should be kept in prison and, and not released with bail. So judges have the power to do it. Well, what happened earlier in this week was that a judge 
um, judge named Culler, uh, I think Culler, 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 Cullington, there's something like that, um, issued a provision saying, okay, we're going to stay the no-cash bail provision in 64 counties, in the counties that have challenged it. He didn't say it doesn't won't exist in other counties, so Cook County, that would have gone into law today. But in other counties, it would not have been. So I kind of thought without question that there was no way January 1st would come and some counties in in Illinois would have no cash bail provisions and other counties would have cash bail provisions. And that just doesn't work for the state. So what happened last night was the Illinois Supreme Court stepped in and said, wait, halt, this provision's not going into effect anywhere in this state. The no cash bail provision on hold until we have briefings and arguments. That's probably going to be around February. They're going to uh, expedite the process because they understand that there's a lot waiting on this. But what the court didn't want is to enter uh, what, what some people call chaos and others said, oh, it's not chaos. But the issue of in some places you can get cash bail and other places is not allowed. The Supreme Court has said, no, we're going to stay consistent. This provision is not into law until we make a decision. What about other elements of the Safety Act? For example, that all Illinois police officers wear body cameras. Uh, that has to be funded, but less con- by uh, 2025. That has to be funded, so, but far less controversial. Or is it the entire Safety Act that is now on hold? No, it is strictly this no cash bail provision. Everything else has been in effect went into effect, remains in effect. It is all about just this provision. And by the way, just so people understand, I think people hear this at a level of, you know, who makes this decision? What, what's the what's decision? Well, here's the, here's the, the two pieces of this that ultimately the court will use to decide it. Number one, is there a violation of the separation of powers? In other words, who decides whether there should be bail? Is that a legislature function? Is that a court function? I think the right answer to that is it's actually a legislature, a legislature function. That's what legislatures do. They pass laws and then courts interpret and enforce them. So I think ultimately that kind of bends towards the legislature. The other question, Steve, that has been raised here is the word in our Constitution that talks about bailable, that everything is to be bailable. And some people interpret or define the word bailable as cash bail. That's what that means. But there's another argument that says, no, that's not what the word bailable means. Bailable just means that you may be bailable, and it could mean cash. It might not mean cash. So it's a much more general term. What's the right answer? We don't know. And that's why the court has now stepped in and and has said, we are going to determine what this provision means and whether it will go into effect. But for right now, it is only the cash bail provision or no cash bail provision that is on hold. Everything else is in effect. So do you think too much has been made out of all this? Or is this the big change as far as the bail goes that we're saying that it is? Or is it a media hype thing? Oh, no, it's not me. I mean, this is a big deal. Well, Illinois will be the first. There are other states around the country that have, you know, similar provisions. This would be, we, Illinois would become the first state which actually would have a blanket no-cash bail provision. So um, if, if either we're taking the lead or we're falling behind, depending on your view on that provision. Um, look, there's, there's state's attorneys who really have a problem with it, others who support it. I just think this thing needs a lot of clarification, um, and, and that's what we're about to get from the court. Now, if you want to do a little predicting, we just had elections. And some people say, oh, elections, my vote doesn't matter, doesn't count. Well, what Illinois just did um, was they took the two open seats on the Illinois Supreme Court and gave both of them to the Democratic candidates. So now the Democrats have maintained the majority on the Illinois Supreme Court. 
That's not a guarantee of anything. But it does suggest that if one was in Vegas putting money on which way the court will go, you'd have to look and say, well, a majority Democratic court is likely to support the Democratic legislature in terms of their thinking and their analysis. So one would think, and my prediction will be, that the no-cash-bail provision ultimately will get saved. But had the two Republicans been uh, elected to the court, I'd be making a very different prediction. All right, six minutes before 2 o'clock, talking to political analyst Paul Lisnick of WGN Television. And I want to ask you about something else, Paul. I want to ask you about... What did I want to ask you about? I don't honestly I think it was remember. mayors and mayors yeah. and snow. It was yeah, about that's, snow and thank mayors. you very much. You read my mind. But then he would say what? That's not easy to do. Well, I thought you'd say that's very light reading, but I'll take either <laughs> one. So, yes. Yeah, so uh, I was looking at the, the these stories just now about Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. They got hammered. People died as a result of what went on there. And now local public officials are screaming at one another saying, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. The mayor has taken the most heat. The mayor was presumably fairly popular. I'm not all that familiar with Buffalo, New York politics, but presumably may now not get reelected as a result. We know about politics of weather in Chicago. Uh, You know, what matters most is what happens at your back door as far as politics, I would believe. And if a storm comes, and we're going to get one, we're going to get one, invariably, another one, and then another one. It is winter in Chicago. If it is during a uh, an election year, can it be that if Lori Lightfoot, the current mayor, doesn't handle something right, or that's the perception by the public, more importantly, that just that alone could be a huge issue for her? I don't think there's any question that people like you who are old enough to remember the major snow when Michael Bolandic was mayor, I read about it as a, as a, as a history book. Yes. But anyway, of course, that without question, there's nobody who would say that did not cost Mayor Bolandic his job. What happened back then was we had one of those major Chicago blizzards, and Bolandic just really did not handle it well. The plows weren't out. The, it just it, it was a disaster in the city, and Mayor Bolandic lost his job. There's no question in this city that if you don't handle snow well, you're not going to remain mayor. Now, that being said, no mayor since Mayor Bolandic, you now know that the, the plows are out there 15 weeks before the snow comes, and they're salting through the streets because no mayor since Bolandic is ever going to get caught in that situation again. And so I think that I, I have, don't think that Mayor Lightfoot has anything to worry about on the snow front because that's the last thing a mayor would let happen. However, I will say this, when it comes to the mayoral election, it is more likely that people's voting will be on the issues, environment that we're living in at the time, as opposed to the personalities and the character of the candidates. So what you will find when people actually vote, they're going to be voting the economy in Chicago, the casino that's coming up, all these things, the drag race, all the things that, that are coming, the NASCAR race, all the things that are coming up and the weather, because we'll see how that plays out. Those are the factors that are more likely to have people push the button for a certain candidate than somebody who actually goes in and says, well, I actually like the personality of this candidate. In this city, it's more about issues than, than the names of the candidates. Oh, 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 but is that really true? So right now, Chewy Garcia at this moment jumped into the race recently. 
I don't know where he stands on lot, and I'm not alone. He hasn't talked about where he stands, but we're going to have Cam Buckner on in just a little bit, Illinois State Representative. You go to his website or any of the candidates that we've had on anyway, which are most of them, and you go to their websites, it's great detail about what they plan to do concerning all sorts of topics, education, crime, for sure, and lots, lots, and lots of other topics in detail. Uh, Chewy doesn't seem to be, he's likable, but he, and I'm sure he will come out with a lot of this stuff, uh, but he's not been talking about it, Paul. He's just banking on that likability so far. So there's been a couple of polls already, one in which shows a runoff between Lightfoot and Garcia. The other poll, I believe done by Fox News, shows actually Lightfoot in third place and a runoff between Paul Vallis and Chewy Garcia. Now, we are at January 1st. The election is February 28th. There are still other polls to come. I'm kind of pretty sure WGN uh, is going to be doing a poll as well. Uh, We'll see what that shows, because our our poll for the last congressional races was incredibly accurate, for real. Um, And so I think that that Garcia is sort of looking at the landscape right now. Um, You know, if he he is polling strongly, so, you know, what you don't want to do is mess it up, right? But as you say, Steve, you get some big storms, you get some big events, you have a violent uh, moment in the city, something happens, and that's going to have to bring the candidates out, and they're going to have to speak to things. So in many ways, we We have about two months to go before the election, and in politics, that is an eternity. Yep, true enough. I mean, did you know, well, you knew, but did most of the public know, as I rephrase that question, who Lori Lightfoot was when she announced her candidacy? At this time, four years ago, Lori Lightfoot was at 3% in the polls. That's my point. Yeah, so we do have a long way to go. Your point, too, congratulations on your ice cream victory. Policy. Look, the truth is apple pie is a good See, I will be a, a good good winner about it. Apple pie is a decent yes. ice cream. It's just nobody's buying it. But I think that the, <laughs> the main thing is that Chicago Pothole, for those who want to go try it, they're going to go, wow, this is really good. But you know what, Steve? Thanks for playing. It was an honor just to have you nominated. All right. Uh, Paul, please say <laughs> goodbye. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you. And we're headed to the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom at 2 o'clock. Bob Surratt with things to remember in the morning. Don't hit the snooze button. Do some stretches. Rinse and repeat. Hope we're part of your routine. Weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. on 720. And next star media group station. It's 42 degrees and partly sunny at 2 o'clock. Good afternoon. I'm Ron Brown. The news is sponsored by Antenna TV. An arrest of a man accused of painting swastikas on a church's windows in the western suburbs. We'll have that story coming up. First, WGN traffic. There's a report of police activity on the south side blocking traffic at Indiana Avenue at 56th Street. It's affecting both south and northbound traffic, we're told. The report is that several people were shot in the 5600 block of South Prairie Avenue. We'll have more details, of course, when they become available. A $100,000 bond has been set for a wheeling man charged with painting swastikas on an Elmhurst church. 35-year-old Joseph Stumpful was in bond court this morning. He's been charged with one count of committing a hate crime and one count of institutional vandalism to a church. Both of those crimes are felonies. Police say on December 30th uh, at about midnight, Stumpful painted seven swastikas on the windows at Pathway Community Church 
in Elmhurst. A 10-year-old boy is recovering at the hospital this afternoon after he was shot on New Year's Eve. WGN's Gabe Salgado reports. Police say the child was in a living room with several other children in a home on the 4700 block of South Ada around 720 Saturday night when a gun went off in the home. He suffered a gunshot wound to his face and was taken to Comer Children's Hospital where he was last listed in fair condition. What led up to the gun going off is unknown, but no other injuries were reported. Police did recover a gun near the garage of that home, and they're investigating the incident. Gabe Salgado, WGN News. A woman is fighting for her life today after being hit by a van in Skokie. It happened early yesterday morning near Central and Tui. The woman was crossing the street when she was struck, and she was taken to the hospital in critical condition. One local resident says that drivers speed through that area all the time. Four families can't go back to their homes after an early morning apartment complex fire in Skokie. WGN's Judy Wang reports. Skokie firefighters believe the flame from a candle set a Christmas tree on fire and then things just got worse from there. One firefighter was injured. The uh, fire broke out in an apartment building at North Kilpatrick and Washington Street at about midnight. When firefighters arrived, they saw flames coming from a first-floor apartment at the front of the building. The fire spread, damaging three other apartments. One firefighter suffered a minor injury battling that fire. Monday morning, the Chicago Archdiocese will hold a special mass in remembrance of late former Pope Benedict, who died this weekend at age 95. Chicago Archbishop Cardinal Blaise Supich is planning on attending Pope Benedict's funeral on Thursday morning at the Vatican. Yes, I will be traveling. Arrangements are being made now. The outdoor mass will take place in St. Peter's Square. A whole host of new laws are in effect in Illinois. The Workers' Rights Amendment guarantees workers have the right to organize or join a union in the state. It's now also illegal to discriminate against anyone based on hairstyles specifically associated with racial groups. College students with at least 90 credit hours who are pursuing an education uh, degree can become substitute teachers now. And the minimum wage goes up a dollar to 13 dollars an hour. The White House confirms to News Nation that the Biden administration will continue to get tougher through a series of new policies this year aimed at limiting China's influence and economic and military growth. News Nation's Joe Khalil reports. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan laid out what the Biden administration is calling its protect agenda. No longer viewing Chinese growth as beneficial to the U.S. as a partner, but rather as a threat from a geopolitical rival. The shift on China builds on what the Trump administration started, and we're already seeing the Biden administration implement it. In the last few months, the White House imposed limits on American companies' foreign investments in China and on companies manufacturing certain things, like microchips there. Continued tariffs and strained relations with China could result in Americans paying more for everyday products. Funeral arrangements are being made for legendary journalist Barbara Walters. She died at her home in New York on Friday at the age of 93. She broke barriers for women as the first female co-host of the Today Show and the first female anchor of a network evening news program. She also created The View as an outlet for women to succeed. When women tell me that they entered the field of journalism... I went to school to study it because of me. That's my legacy. That makes me very proud. 
Barbara Walters interviewed countless leaders, politicians, and celebrities. WGN Sports Time is 2.05. The Bears may make history today. They scored a touchdown on their first drive against the Detroit Lions, adding a field goal later. But the Lions have scored five touchdowns and a field goal in response. They now lead 38-10 to in the third quarter. What kind of history? Well, the Bears are trying to break an eight-game losing streak. Nine losses in a row would set a new franchise record and it looks like they're on their way to that. The post-game show with Hamp and OB and Andy Mazur is on at 3 o'clock on 720 WGN and WGNRadio.com. It's Don't Miss Radio for all Bears fans. The Blackhawks host San Jose tonight, the pregame with Joe Brand at 5.30. The face-off at 6 o'clock with John Wideman and Kaylee Chelios on 720 WGN and WGNRadio.com. Northwestern hosts Ohio State tonight in Big Ten basketball action. That pregame is at, it's at, is at 6 15. The tip-off is at 6.30 with Dave Ennett and Billy McKinney. They're on WGNRadio.com and also AM1000. The forecast from the WGN Chicago Weather Center. A gloomy start to the new year with plenty of cloud coverage and patchy fog across the area. We'll continue to see clouds throughout the day, that fog burning off by the afternoon. Temperatures climbing into the mid-40s. Tomorrow will continue to stay cloudy with some chances of rain returning to the forecast late in the day, overnight and into Tuesday. Tuesday, temperatures climbing into the upper 50s and low 60s before we drop off into Wednesday. From the WGN Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Alyssa Donovan. It's 42 degrees at O'Hare, 45 at Midway, 41 at Waukegan. I'm Ron Brown on Chicago's very own 720 WGN and WGNRadio.com. Illinois State Representative... Uh, is in the studio, Cam Buckner. He happens to be running for this office called Mayor of Chicago, so we'll talk about that. And we'll talk to Karen Conti, who will cover this year in law. All of that next. This new year, give yourself the gift of a great night's sleep with Casper. Get that long wish for mattress that will make your 2023 dreams come true. Choose the Wave Hybrid Snow Mattress, which helps you sleep cooler, or the original hybrid Casper's highest rated mattress, plus savings on sleep must have. Don't drop the ball on these New Year's savings. Save up to $600 on mattresses and more at Casper.com or a store near you. Exclusion supply. See Casper.com slash promo. Hi, everybody. Dan Hampton here. You know, sports is all about finding out who's better, which teams are better, which players are better, and which coaches are better. And it's fun watching everyone battle it out, seeing who's on top at the end. But how can you tell who's better when it comes to business? That's what the Better Business Bureau is all about, helping customers find businesses they can trust. Find a better business anytime at BBB.org. The BBB recognizes businesses that are committed to operating with integrity. We all know that every business says they're better, but the ones that earn and display the prestigious BBB seal can back it up. That's why it's the sign of a better business, and it's a game changer. So look for the BBB seal, because it's always looking out for you. It's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at BBB.org. That's BBB.org. 
The Blackhawks are ringing in the new year with no fees. From now through Friday, pay no fees on tickets to any remaining Blackhawks home game and ring in 2023 with seats starting as low as $23. This limited time offer ends Friday and seats are going fast. You don't want to miss out. Celebrate the new year with no fees on tickets to your next Blackhawks game. Visit Blackhawks.com slash no fees to secure your seat in the new year today. Steve Dale here on WGN. It's 10 minutes after 2 o'clock with Illinois State Representative and Chicago mayoral candidate Cam Buckner. Welcome to WGN. You've been here before many, many times, but not in this building. That's right. Back when we were at the Tribune, huh? Yeah, in the old days. Uh, ha- Happy New Year, Steve. Thanks for having me this morning. Oh, this it's afternoon. A, yeah, yeah it's, a pl- it's a pleasure to talk to you. We've not met before in person, so yep. it's a pleasure to meet you as well. So I've got one little question for you. Why the heck do you want to be mayor? You're an Illinois state representative. You're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, you're popular in your district. Yeah. So why do this? Yeah, listen, uh, I love Chicago. This is my home. This has been my home. This has been my family's home for generations. And my parents uh, both came here looking for safety and opportunity. Uh, and I'm raising my family here on the south side. And to me, it's very important uh, to give Chicago the future that she deserves, right? And so uh, I refuse to accept uh, our current reality. And and that's why I've, uh, you know, put my, my hat in the ring here. Two questions. One based on what you just said, the safety she deserves. I find that interesting and nice. Yeah. Why yeah. did you say it that way? Well, listen, uh, women reproduce. Uh, women give life, right? Yes. Uh, and I think uh, Chicago is absolutely a woman. If you, if you, if you listen to uh, Nelson Algren, uh, and, and he talks about Chicago uh, the great, as, as a the woman. great, poet that's right that's yeah, right yeah um but no, I've, I've always looked at chicago uh as a as a fertile woman that that can grow that, that can that can grow and that can give life um we just need the right leadership to do it i hope they take the soundbite out of that correctly because <laughs> i don't know uh the other thing is you sign a lot of what you write uh and we'll give your website out in a moment cam buckner's son of chicago yeah why do you do that you know it's been very important to who I am as a person and kind of my biographical background, but just kind of my, my, my ethos and the way I see things as well. Um, being a son of the city, born and raised on the far south side, um, a Chicago public school graduate. Um, my Wait, mother, what school? Morgan Park High School, Morgan Park High School and Clisswell Elementary School in Beverly. Um, my mother was a CPS teacher for 33 years. Uh, my father worked for the Cook County Sheriff's Department for 25, 28 years. Um, I, I, I went to these schools. I played in these parks. This is my city. Chicago is who I am. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I often, as, you, as you're noting now, you know, I, I don't talk much about being a lawyer or being, you know, this or that and having uh, this quote unquote resume. What, what it's important to me is really being uh, a Chicagoan and the son of the city. Well, I want to talk about your resume, though. Yeah, uh, let's because do it. Uh, it's and it's an impressive resume. Vice President of Governmental Affairs. Uh, Outfront Media, former executive director of World Sports Chicago. You worked for the Chicago Cubs for a while, too. I did. And with the community. When did you leave the Cubs? I left in 2016. Yeah, I've got some arguments. Living in that community, yeah. uh, I don't know how they can get away with doing some of what they do, but that's another story. Uh, and you've served on many boards. You work with the mayor of New Orleans, and I suppose that gave you a direct ability to see how to govern uh, a major city? Yeah, um, when I left Chicago, when I graduated from law school at DePaul, uh, I moved to New Orleans, uh, became a senior advisor to Mitch Landrieu, uh, the former mayor of New Orleans. He now is uh, President Biden's infrastructure czar in, in D.C. Um, and being 
in on the inner workings of a city and really bringing back a great American city post Hurricane Katrina. Uh, it, it really um, got me interested and motivated to see what kind of work like that I could do back home here in, in, my, in my hometown. And so, um, you know, I did a lot of work on violence prevention, a lot of work on infrastructure and development and uh, economic um, uh, movement in, in the city. And so it's given me a really good understanding of how cities work. I also worked very closely with the Department of Justice when I was there on the consent decree for the New Orleans Police Department, which um, I think is very helpful given what's going on in Chicago today. Mm-hmm. Uh, 312-981-7200. That's our telephone number you can call or text. We're talking to Chicago mayoral candidate Cam Buckner, who's also an Illinois state rep. So before I talk about the Chicago issues, you're here. You're in this seat. Yeah. I can't help but ask about the Safety Act. Yeah. Uh, so how do you feel about that? And do you feel it's being misrepresented by people who do what I do in the media? And where do you think it goes from here? Because right now it's being held up by the courts. Yeah, so I do believe it. We, we've we gone through a period of, of misrepresentation, um, critical omissions, and, and some outright lies about the Safety Act, right? And we saw a lot of that this summer. Um, but in November, when the people of Illinois got a chance to decide whether or not um, they let they would let those attacks, uh, you know, sway them at the ballot box, we saw the Democrats won handedly uh, in, in this state. Um, and in fact, the chamber that I serve in, uh, we got a five-seat swing. We got more Democrats now in Illinois House of Representatives. But um, you're voting for people, not necessarily for the Safety Act. Well, no, I, no, I would argue no people don't understand anyway. Well, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, what people, what the attempts that were made by folks who were against the Safety Act was to, to push people into a position where they were not going to vote for Democrats because they were told that on January 1st, the doors of the jails were going to swing open and it would be, uh, you know, mayhem and, and chaos. Uh, and that was not true. Right. And so, listen, this was a very um, intentional uh, process. Uh, and we we brought law enforcement in. We brought state's attorneys in from around, from around the state. 